This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, happy Monday. It's Shira. I'm back in studio after my birthday weekend off. And let me tell you, it was great. And Shara is joining me today and tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> and then I'm off here. to Nashville. And you're off. Everyone's <laughs> off. You know, we're we're getting into that the summer season. Also, so many weddings. That's where I'm going, yeah, actually. Because everyone pushed their wedding yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. And everyone is coming out, which I love. I love love. But it's a lot. Every month there's something. Yeah. Or a new announcement with a, a baby or something. Did you have a good weekend, though? It was your birthday I did. weekend. I'll say where I was now because I was in Palm Desert, so I was listening to Channel Q, actually. Okay. Shout out. Uh, there was a sandstorm. It was crazy. I've never been in a sandstorm. Me neither. <laughs> we were driving through a sandstorm. That is wild. It's very scary. I imagine it would be an yeah. obstruction of view. It, yes. It, uh, so be careful out there. Well, I saw the Doctor Strange movie yesterday, and I was just tell- telling oh. producer Jesse that that's my new Sunday thing. If I feel my mental health start to get a little rocky, I go to the theater and I get those Ooh, movie theater nachos yummy. with that orange cheese cup, two cups of jalapenos. Yes. But I saw everything everywhere all at once, and then the Doctor Strange movie, and I find that the themes in these films, a lot of these films are exploring a multiverse, mm-hmm. and who are you in another dimension, or how yeah. one decision could have altered. Don't you want to see what would have happened if you would have taken option B instead totally. of option a like they're teasing with that and so it's literally making me salivate because when the technology arrives one day Uh i would like to see what the outcome would have been like if if i would have taken some other roads in life really i don't know that could also mess with you show would you actually want that that could kind of because then all you do is spend time like regretting it or ruminating over it and then you miss your entire life Right. I want to see, and I want to also say for those of you who've seen the Doctor Strange movie, I am Team Wanda. Now, do with that what you mean. You did a double feature, and I'm very impressed. Yeah. Well, I didn't do it in the same day. This just happened. Like, I got to stop spending money because I go. The theater that I go to (laughs) is at a mall, and I always get me a little treat from Sephora, girl. Oh, look at you. And I go see and the movie, And you're also pay- paying for overpriced snacks. Yes. $13 for a smart water and, <laughs> and nachos. With hey, that. look at on you. That's self-care. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I keep saying that it is. We're still in a pandemic. Okay, well, uh, we have lots coming up on the show today. We're going to be sharing the current options for student loan forgiveness. Okay. With Vox. That's in 30 minutes. More on the latest uh, that's coming out of the Herd and Depp case, which is really unfortunate and wild and the signs that you might be in a toxic abusive relationship and not know it uh-huh that's at 3 35 p.m pacific 6 35 p.m eastern let's get into some what's trending this hour though right All now right new york attorney general letitia james announced legislation to increase funding to abortion providers and to support the influx of people traveling from out of state for abortion services here she is today 
We're here today to announce new legislation to protect and expand access to abortion. This new bill, sponsored by uh, State Senator Cordell Clear and Assemblymember Jessica Gonzalez-Rojas, will create a dedicated state program that will give financial resources to abortion providers in our state. And these funds will help New Yorkers who need financial support to seek abortions. And it will also provide and support the influx of individuals who have and will continue to come to New York from other states to seek abortions. Okay, New York stepping up, of course, California stepping up as well Mm -hmm. with Governor Gavin Newsom. On the other side of the spectrum, though, we have folks like Governor Bill Lee, who signed a bill towards the end of last week, increasing criminal penalties for anyone distributing abortion medication through telehealth or mail. This is in Tennessee. Amid the U.S. Supreme Court, well, how would they know? Contemplation of ending know. nationwide abortion rights. This is the question, right? Uh-huh. Totally. Like, what type of invasion of privacy is this? It's getting really, really scary out here. Like last week was so rough for me, and it was literally rooted in the news cycle. Last year was, yeah. I mean, last week was very rough for me mentally. Well, the question I have is, they don't want government intrusion in anything when it comes to oh, the vaccine, the mask mandate, blah, blah, blah. Do you not think this is government intrusion no, they, in your rights? They know exactly what they're doing. And the <laughs> right? fact that they're not having conversations about vasectomies tells me that this is a war on people with uteruses and people who can carry babies. This is literally it's so much deeper. And I've seen like even they're trying to ban condoms and contraceptives in some states. Like there's little whispers of these types oh, of yeah. conversations bubbling up. So it's like if we're not careful, you all, it's going to be the Handmaid's Tale, the reality show, Here, season one. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. And I I say this, whatever religion you are, if you believe something, go for it. But do it on your own time. You know, behind closed doors, you can do whatever you want with your life. Just don't put it on me. I always echo Whoopi Goldberg's uh, sentiment. She says, if you don't agree with gay marriage, then don't get gay married. (laughs) And if you don't agree with abortion, don't have an abortion. It's separation of church and state. And people have the right and and to individual autonomy that is part of the american dream is it not yeah. the american reality uh, allegedly well why don't we bring in just every religion then let's just do what every religion oh, is no. doing oh no but you, you know can't I mean? you can't like, do that but that's like if, exactly <laughs> like let's bring in the jews let's bring in the muslims yep. like every we'll, the, the we'll include Satanists. everything yep so let's... why don't we just be having sex between sheets like let's just make sure like there's weird stuff happening. I don't you know. You just mind your own body. Exactly. How about that? Mind your own body, mind your own business. Finally, speaking of which, the New York Times removed the word fetus from Wordle. Do you play that game? I do. I did not jump on the Wordle craze because, it, and you know, I'm a word nista. I was a spelling bee nista. Oh. In third grade, I won. Um, I, I love dictionaries and thesauruses and all that good stuff. I love SAT words. But no, I did not hop on the Wordle train. Has nothing about it enticed me. It actually annoyed me seeing it all <laughs> up and down my Twitter timeline, like people posting their results. I didn't want anything to do with it. I, I tried helping other people, and then they would get annoyed and very like uh, possessive. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is like really well. In, in fairness, I can be curmudgeon-y when it comes to social media. It takes me a while. Yeah. Like Clubhouse took me a while. Yeah. Twitter took me a while. Face like I'm not one of the girls that's going to lead the charge. A new app is out. Let me download it and create an account. Totally. It's going to take you. Got to persuade Shar. Well, no longer <laughs> will you see the word fetus. The newspaper changed the word a few days ago to keep the game quote distinct from the news. Okay, but doesn't the New York Times own it? Now, yeah, so New York Times removed it. They want to keep it distinct. So, what else are they taking out? Are they taking out trans? Yeah, like, why don't we just not talk about anything? It'll be like the word apple. Oh, 
Is that controversial? I don't know. That's not my business, Sherry, because I don't have that game. (laughs) That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news? I'm so excited. Shuti Gatwa, who is one of my favorite actors. Do you watch Sex Education on Netflix? I've seen it. I've seen a few episodes. Do you watch it, Producer Jesse? It's a really good show. It takes place in the UK. It's teenagers making a way. It's not quite as bad as Euphoria as far as dark themes. It's it's cheekier, literally and figuratively. But nevertheless, the BBC uh, just announced that Gatwa will be the first black lead in the Doctor Who franchise. Now, the 29-year-old actor will play the uh, take over from the role from Jodie Whittaker to become the 14th Doctor. And in a statement published by the show's website, Gatwa said that he was deeply honored and beyond excited and, of course, a little bit scared. I gotta say, I don't know who a Doctor Who is. I never saw Doctor Who, never seen, never read. But I will be tuning in because I really, really enjoy this actor. And I mean, I think everybody else's excitement is making me like, you know, I want to tune in. Now you want to get into it. Yeah. But I wonder if if this is just airing with the BBC or will we get it over here, too? Typically, then it's available, what, on Netflix or something? Probably. Platforms. Producer Jesse, I thought you were a nerd. You would be into Doctor Who. I guess I was wrong. Right. You were just in here. Very disappointed. You were just in here running your mouth about Doctor Strange. You don't know who Doctor (laughs) Who is? All right, <laughs> let's... <laughs> well, that's the T-Report for this hour. You want to stick around? I got more for you next hour. Yeah, well, after this, uh, the U.S. Senate will vote on an abortion bill this week. What that could look like next with the Washington Post. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. The U.S. Senate will vote this week on a bill asserting that abortions are legal in the U.S., right? And according to Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, the push will likely be blocked, unfortunately, by Republicans. The thing is, this is very strategic because the Republicans... And in the Senate, everyone will have to go on paper, right? Yeah. Or like to go publicly with what their opinion is about this. Mm-hmm. Are they for or against this? And this could really influence the midterms and how we view and each of yeah. Uh, each of these individuals, mm-hmm. and so this is this is why this is important right now to take notice of, right? Because a lot of people might want, be wondering why would the Democrats do this if they know it's going to be blocked? Yeah, but there's a reason. Uh, I, I don't know if I see from from their angle. I know that there's been a lot of upheaval about this, of mm-hmm. course, in the news lately. Um, it does scare me. I know that you saw that Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas said Friday that government institutions can't be bullied into giving people the outcome they want, which I find so odd that he used that terminology and basically telling everybody to just take it when his own wife was part of storm in the Capitol. So it's like... If y'all can't be bullied into giving the people the vast majority, you know, 67 percent of Americans don't want Roe versus Wade overturned. So the vast majority want to keep things, you know, as they are. And so it's just so funny to me how how he can be so hypocritical, which isn't unusual for someone like Clarence Thomas. But it's like, sir, your wife stormed the Capitol. So what do you mean that government institutions can't be bullied into giving people the outcome that they want? Does your wife know that? Does Jenny know that, Clarence Thomas? Well, everyone seems to be a hypocrite in this way. Like, the the entire situation is hypocritical. You'll yeah. vote for one thing, but you'll say another thing if it's something that you want to, like, align with, right? Yeah. Well, 
Well, I, I can also tell you what's been scaring me. <laughs> I was having a conversation with a friend this past weekend, just kind of decompressing from all of the headlines. Yeah. And, you know, in a lot of these states, if you get, for example, if you are caught, you know, giving a trans youth, trans affirming health care, or mm-hmm. if you get an abortion, they are a lot of these states are proposing that you are fined and that you are also jailed. But what's the other F word that they've been using that comes with when they jail you? What, what will you have on your record? Do you know? A fine? No. Uh, what? A felony. A felony. Oh, yeah. And I'm if like, you get a felony, meh. what can't most felons do in, in most states? Get employment. Beyond that. Uh, they can't get what? They a license? They can't get... They can't vote. They can't... Oh, yes. This is so, so is, dark and messed up so and twisted. Insane. It really shows how much I know the justice system, the criminal justice system. I was like, an F4. Uh, no, I, a, I, that rattled me to think that women could get, and people who you know, have thing, babies, for, exactly. could, could be listed as felons, and then people who are helping trans youth could be listed as so, felons. Then when elections come around, exactly. it, everyone it's the men that would vote against them. Yep. Can't even vote. You, Let's just try to figure out ways to criminalize everyone. Yeah. Right? And what's so Scary interesting stuff. about this, and I discovered this this weekend, is Justice Alito's leaked opinion actually cites this guy, Sir Matthew Hale, who was a 17th, 17th oh, century jurist who conceived the notion he's that, also wildly misogynistic. that husbands can't be prosecuted for raping their wives. This is the guy that he's, <laughs> he's referencing, who sentenced women to death as witches and whose misogyny stood out even in his time. And this is someone we're even referencing in, <laughs> in legalese, as if the law would, this would be deemed as an excuse or a reason that these laws would be created. I just know that the left, the Democrats, need to go to their bunker and create a master plan because right now it seems like Republican lawmakers have a 10-year you know, plan mapped out for us and if we don't pay attention, we're going to be in trouble. But what I find so interesting also about this conversation is that the, the Republicans have done a, such a good job at convincing poor white people that they are also to the exception. <laughs> I know. And that's not the case. Like, these things will affect y'all as well. Like, so while you're, like, beating your chest supporting Rafael, Ted Cruz, and others who are kind of leading this charge and Governor Abbott and... These things, as these laws keep being undone and as new bills keep being proposed, they will also affect you, too, sister. Like it's, it's your your skin color, your complexion won't save you from the proximity of being in trouble when when you all of a sudden may, maybe need an abortion. Well, it goes back to like Megan McCain when she, after she had a kid, she's like, "Do you do you get what happens when you have a kid and and the healthcare and what they pay for, like the support you get as a mom, maternal health?" And you're like, "Yeah, this is yeah. what we've been fighting for." And because which, it by- finally impacts her, she's realizing the first person experience around it. Which, by the way, she had quite the weekend. All I saw was her getting dragged left and right up and down the timeline. Yes, people are letting her have it. People like in politics. Something she did. Girl, I'll tell you off air. But this this conversation is one that's not going away anytime soon. Please stay vigilant. Pay attention. Vote because elections have consequences. Vote, 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 vote. Yeah, local and federal. Every type of election. Every type of election has a consequence. Vote! Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We all keep wondering what the Biden administration is going to do with student loans. I mean, amidst many other things happening (laughs) to add to the list. I don't even know at this point which one is is more important. 
But then, then it becomes wait, that. Wait, what do you mean, which one? I don't, I don't know. Between Roe v. Wade now, we got the, uh, what's it, the student loans. We've got the economy. Uh, inflation. What? Shrinkflation. <laughs> right. You know, airplanes want their, the airlines want their money in blood this summer. I don't know. All right. Christian has, <laughs> is back with us from Vox.com. We're getting into Biden's three choices on student loans. Okay. Welcome back, Christian. Hi. Uh, happy to be here. You know, happy Monday. You always write the articles <laughs> we need to talk about. <laughs> so let's get into it. Uh, do, does it seem like there's only three options here? And what are they? Yeah. So we know um, student loan cancel- cancellation has been, you know, right before Roe v. Wade became the big story once again, it was, it was looking like the pressure was almost there for the president to do something about student loans. Now there's a little bit more time. We have still the payment on, uh, or pause on payments for, um, loans that are outstanding, but it does look like there's action um, that will happen. Some amount of debt will be most likely canceled. Um, And right now, most of the reporting is kind of uh, coalescing around um, one of the options that I've laid out. I have three up here. Um, The biggest one that most progressives have been wanting and, you know, a lot of the loudest voices um, when it comes to the advocacy and activist community have been pushing for is universal um, and complete cancellation of student loan debt. looking like that's probably not going to happen um but what will likely happen is somewhere in the middle where um there is some amount that will be canceled most likely and it won't be the maximum amount but um the scenario that i described where biden would cancel um probably between ten thousand to less than fifty thousand but most likely around ten thousand dollars of student loan debt um in federal loans there's been Um, oh go ahead yeah, no, go, go for it. There's been so much conversation around the racial wealth gap and, you know, even people questioning the amount of, you know, militarized funds that we've offered Ukraine, but so many Americans are still suffering under crippling student loan debt. What is this going to look like moving forward? Because, you know, Joe Biden did interfere a few times within since he's been a public facing politician when it comes to uh, student loan debt. And the ways in which college has has increased their prices. What does this look like moving forward? I know I'm all over the place. No, no, you're no, yeah. He's definitely he wasn't a he was never a huge fan of like, canceling massive amounts of debt because uh, one one thing that he said most recently was he doesn't want any canceling debt for graduates of Ivy League schools. Um, and there are many scenarios where you know canceling student debt does help reduce and and shorten the the racial wealth gap, but it does also help a lot of wealthy earners um, who, you know, went to graduate school, et cetera. Um, but, you know, the president has talked a lot about how he's even had to, you know, pay off loans from his uh, deceased son, Bo Biden, um, from when he went to school. So this is something that he said is personal to him. Um, but what we're looking at is balancing things out between uh, inflation, because canceling debt will be some you know, a form of stimulus for the economy, which right now the problem with inflation is that the economy is overheating, which is why we've had all these other talk about raising interest rates, about, um, you know, raising taxes or things like that to try to slow down that growth. Um, but what we can expect is that this debate will try to be targeted. We'll, we'll focus on how targeted to make this this release, um, whether there should be an, a cap on uh, 
income uh, implemented for who receives this help. Um, and then limiting it to federal loans, and then probably on the debate that is happening right now is also about whether to forgive loans for graduate school versus undergraduate school. Um, but, there, but the consensus is that any form or any amount of cancellation of debt does alleviate part of the racial wealth gap and does help people of color tremendously who tend to have more debt than the average American. Um, so the debate now that we'll be expecting is how, how much to balance all of these different priorities, controlling inflation, addressing um, racial equity, making sure that the right people are getting the help, um, making sure that it can be implemented pretty quickly because universal cancellation would be the easiest thing. It's just everybody. If you're creating some requirements, then you need an application or a screening process. And it would be up to the Department of Education to do that. And they're not necessarily most efficient um, or necessarily staffed to be able to implement such a tremendously big program. It would be millions of people who would be um, who would be receiving this help. In the mm-hmm. smallest case, it would be like 13 million people, which is a lot of people's wow. applications to look at. And finally, is there a strategy at looking at student loans moving forward since we know that the previous way of doing it has not necessarily worked and left us in this mess? Yeah. So one of the things that folks have been advocating for is in addition to um, cancellation of debt is the big thing here was the freezing of interest rates, because the reason that student loans are so predatory sometimes is because even if you are paying back that debt, your interest rate might be pretty yes. high and the interest that compounds yeah. might even be better, but greater than the original amount. So there needs to be reforms on that front yeah. to address interest rates. And also, and, oh no, go ahead, yeah. finish your statement. Oh no, I was just going to say interest rates and then, um, you know, college affordability why is college so expensive is one of those root mm-hmm. questions that needs to be addressed and also not necessarily um, encouraging everyone to go to college if there are other ways to achieve middle class or achieve yeah. uh, of growth um, outside of, you know, these pathways that can be pretty predatory. Okay. Yeah, thank well, you. Yeah, thank you. That was Christian Paz from Vox.com. Appreciate you as always for jumping in. Of course. Thank you. Well, next up, the new Kendrick Lamar music video that has him transforming into controversial celebrities after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Now, a woman's story is going viral. She's only 20 years old. She discovered these tiny dots on her skin. Thought probably maybe it's a rash. Yeah. Right? Because they were like. They're like freckle little spots. They weren't freckles, though. They were little like almost. Yeah. It was like broken blood vessels almost. Okay. Right? Well. She later discovered it was a sign of blood cancer. This is really frightening whenever I hear these stories. Yeah. Right. And so we wanted to bring in our favorite doctor, James Simmons, to answer all of our questions around this. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah. So can you tell us more about this? Because obviously when you read stories like this, you want to make sure that you're aware for yourself as well. <laughs> For sure. And listen, I, I sort of feel like, first of all, like our like hearts and thoughts go out to this woman that the story's about. This is wild and crazy. Also, 
I do want everyone to sort of like take a deep breath and pause and remember that every time you have a rash <laughs> and you look up that rash on Google, it does not mean that you have cancer. It particularly does not mean that you have acute lymphocytic leukemia, oh. which is really, really, really intense. And that's actually what this woman was diagnosed with. And it's a type of cancer that is in the blood and particularly the bone marrow, right, which is that stuff on the inside of her bones where like blood cells are made and acute lymphocytic leukemia. There's lots of different types of leukemia. Acute is a fairly rare one that is fast. It's characterized by like it progresses rapidly and it, it really can be pretty traumatic for a lot of folks and really make a lot of people really sick. Her rash is what we call petechiae. So for the medical professionals looking out there, listening out there, she has like this kind of petechial rash, which is all these like little pinprick tiny little spots and it's actually a sign of bleeding on the inside uh -huh. so it's kind of like a bruise it's sort of a manifestation of a bruise and interestingly bleeding in other parts of your body so like bleeding from the gums excessively um severe nosebleeds that won't stop things like that can actually also be signs and symptoms of this acute lymphocytic leukemia yeah. Now, see, Dr. James, now, just looking at this girl's, you know, little rash, I would have thought it was keratosis pilaris. Is that how you say it? Because I got a little bit of that on the back of my thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, very good. Well, and that, that's really, I mean, Shar, you bring up a really good point because I don't, I don't want people to, listen, I, I love empowering people about their health and I want people to know their bodies and be on top of it. I also really do caution people because... You know, the stories that get shared, like like we're doing in the media, but it's a good thing. It's an educational thing. But the stories that get shared online and when you're Googling things always tend to be at the extremes, right? right. It's just like people who, who tend to leave reviews for things. Like unless it's sort of your job or you're just that person who constantly leaves reviews for everything, people leave reviews generally when they've had a, either had a really, really good experience or a really, really bad experience. Well, then 95% of us are in the middle. 95% of the time when you see a rash, it's a rash. You alert, you ran into yeah. poison ivy outside, put a little Benadryl cream on it, you're good to go. But it is good to know some of the subtle differences so that you really can't protect yourself. Well, see, that was going to be my question because there's been stories like this. I just saw one last month of the, I don't know if you saw the girl who had like, it was like a little brown streak in her thumbnail and it turned oh, out to that. be cancerous. How do we know, like, wh when do we know, like, when to go check in or, because, see, my knee jerk is going to be like, oh, that brown streak on my nail is going to go away. I don't know what it is, but child, or, the body I'm just be weird, doing, maybe. The body be doing crazy stuff. So how do we know when should, is there any clear cut sign when we need to, aside from the obvious, like, oh, I'm in pain, but like, when should we go get these things <laughs> investigated? Yeah, I think you're referencing splinter hemorrhages, which are so interesting in the nail. I, I find the body so fascinating. And you're right. Sometimes splinter hemorrhages, these little brown streaks in your nails, it just most often means that you experience some sort of trauma. So you mm -hmm. accidentally, like, shut part of your finger in a car door and you Ooh. kind of forgot about it. And then Ooh. a few days later, you get this little thing on your nail. Or weightlifters get them a lot. Like if you're lifting heavy weights, that's that sort of thing. You don't even realize it. They can also be a sign of blood clots and dangerous blood clots on the inside of the body, right? So what are those subtle differences, Shar, that you mentioned? I think it's really important to know your body from a standpoint of knowing everything else that is going on. So if this woman just had this rash, you know, my guess is that medical providers probably would not look qu looked quite as hard because she also had all of these other things going on. So she also talks about, if you dig deeper into the story, how she had been really short of breath 
she'd been pale for a long time. She'd been super weak, like not able to get out of bed. She was having a hard time eating. She had lost some weight. She had also had like this kind of constant low-grade fever. So she had a constellation of symptoms that also had this rash in it. And I think that's really when it's key. So we know ourselves. We know ourselves. If we really just like take those three to five deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth, and listen to our body in this moment, we will know, okay, that's just a rash because I went, you know, I was in Joshua Tree this weekend and we went camping and I probably rubbed up on something versus I'm tired, I I don't have energy, I have this low-grade fever, I feel off, I'm Mm -hmm. dizzy, and I have a rash. You start having things like that together, you need to get checked. Okay, well, Dr. James Simmons, you're continuing to ask or answer all of our health-related questions right now. (laughs) Next up after this, we're talking about activated charcoal and its benefits because we want to know, does it actually have these health benefits that people promise, even with hangovers? That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. A lot of people talk about activated charcoal. You know, it's all these, like, health fads. I feel like this is one of them. Oh, this definitely swept the nation a few years ago. There's charcoal (laughs) and the toothpaste, charcoal and your face wash. In your coffee, I've had a charcoal latte. And it did not taste like a barbecue pit, thankfully. You know? So, (laughs) what is it about activated charcoal? And can it actually help you? Back with us is Dr. James Simmons. Thanks again. Of course. Uh, So, let's get into this. Um, I've even heard in this article from USA Today that it's used in the ER to uh, treat critical poisonings and overdoses. Can you explain what's going on? Yeah, so uh, people might not like me after this one, but we do, you know, this is Dr. James trying to keep it real. So we do use activated charcoal sometimes in the emergency department, although it's getting less and less uh, popular, coming more and more out of favor. Although I remember the first time I used it as a nurse with someone who we thought had acute alcohol poisoning, and it was kind of wild what happened, because it is Mm. legit a bottle of, like, black liquid. It's like charcoal. So... Generally speaking, that you know, activated charcoal is meant to try to absorb some of the extra poisons that that alcohol, you know, when we're consuming alcohol, but also balance the pH in, in our stomach. And so, if you're putting something basic on something acid, it balances these things. It creates less of a toxic environment. That's the general philosophy behind activated charcoal. There's also culturally over hundreds of years, lots of different cultures sort of report in their history, whether written or oral, that they have used certain things like charcoal or substances similar to that to get rid of poison in the body. That being said, there have been some really interesting studies since Char's point in the last couple of years, because, you know, everyone was taking these little pills, right? People activate a charcoal uh-huh. pill. So like, I'm going to fix my hangover. And long story short, they don't really work. Well, you know, it's interesting that you bring that point up because I was talking to producer Jesse just a few minutes ago about this. And I remember when activated charcoal toothpaste like first hit the market and everybody was using it except me. I was too scared. I didn't like the black mouth, black gums. But then it ended up coming out. You know, studies said that the abrasiveness of the charcoal will wear down the tooth enamel and make teeth appear even more yellow. So when these health fads like the activated charcoal and other things, when they first kind of hit our Instagram feeds, because let's be honest, that's where a lot of these little fads pop up first. Should we Mm -hmm. take 
caution. Like, do you join the club? Do you join the parade and the brigade? Or do you sit back like I did and wait to see if the other shoe's going to drop? This could even talk, we could even talk about flat tummy tea with it, too. So, you know, like, all these different oh, things, you know? <laughs> don't get me started. Don't get me started on flat tummy tea. So, because uh, all that is is a diuretic that we've been using. But you notice years. how that's went away. You notice how it's like uh, no more. Right. Yeah. Yep. This is exactly what happens. And, and listen, I will say this. I think that when, to your point, Char, when we see these things on Instagram, listen, I'm even susceptible too. I'm like, I want a flat stomach or I don't want to be hungover because, you know, I like the champagne. <laughs> uh, I look at these things, but what, what I've done differently and what I've been trained to do is sort of go look at the evidence for this, yeah. right? What does the research say? What is the historical precedent of this? Not this is what we've done forever, and so we're just going to keep doing it. But look at the people who have actually studied this against the control group. And I promise you, it is Google Scholar makes this super easy for lots of folks to find. But the nuances in these conversations are really important because activated charcoal in some forms, in the right doses, actually work for some certain things. Like people use it on their skin, and it can work really, really well. You know, there are some, some good uses for activated charcoal but everyone just being like, I'm just going to take this pill. I don't know what dose it is. I don't know how much activated charcoal is in here. I don't know how many of these pills I should take, but I'm just going to take it and fix my hangover. That doesn't work. So should we fall prey to these bad? No, do your research. But I will say that where there's smoke, there's fire. And so sometimes these things that we see, like red light therapy, like we talked about last week, there are some benefits to red light therapy. I'm not going to poop with the whole thing. But also, we have absolutely no evidence that targeting red light therapy at your scrotal sac will increase your testosterone. <laughs> so multiple truths can exist simultaneously. You might get that red light and beat the hell out of that face. And it might be just fine, but it's not really going to work to increase your testosterone. That makes sense. There you go. Just because it's good for one thing doesn't mean it's good for everything. Dr. James Simmons, thanks for debunking all these crazy health fads for us. We appreciate it. Ooh, my pleasure. Follow Dr. James Simmons everywhere on social media at Ask the NP. Mm-hmm. Coming up on the show, you know, Florida's always doing crazy things. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we're getting into uh, the license plates that were approved and rejected because this story just came out. Oh, I am terrified to do this <laughs> yep, story. After this. <laughs> Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. <laughs> yes, we're back. It's Shira here in the studio with Char filling in for Ryan. Yes, and um, wow, Shira, you are the oracle to me in certain regards. Like, I have to talk to you about how I might be betraying myself in a later segment. Maybe we'll share with the with our friends listening. This gets personal. <laughs> in fifteen minutes, it's the deep. Shar says so. It's deep over here. About, That's why I came in laughing. Yeah, narcissists and empaths. So mm-hmm. stick around for that conversation. Speaking of toxic relationships, we are getting into the revelations from the Depp and Heard trial. Which, by the way, while I was at a retreat uh-huh. this weekend in the hot tub, people are talking about the Heard and Depp trial. Like, people cannot, we can't escape this. For some people, this is their Super Bowl, and I've been totally disengaged. It's really gross, actually. Like, I keep up with the news and pop culture. When I tell you, I can tell you the first thing about the Depp and Her trial, I've just been totally uninterested. It's intense. It looks bad randomly, for both of them. I don't know yeah. whose side oh, no, to choose. Oh, no, totally. Yeah. I'll randomly, like, tune in and just be like, holy, and then I'll have to leave because it's just, it's sad, and now it's on I have seen display. a dangerous TikTok trend going oh. around where it's Amber Heard's testimony about her yeah. sexual assault, and there are people making TikToks like, what's the problem? Because it's Johnny Depp. 
I can show you on break. Someone created a montage on on Twitter about some of these TikToks, and there is a specific demographic that's really doing bad. it. Well, that's in thirty minutes. <laughs> Let's get into some what's trending this hour. Uh, Senator Chuck Schumer was on the floor today sharing uh, more about this week's abortion vote that's going to happen in Congress. Here he is. So tonight I will set up a vote for Wednesday on legislation that will codify the fundamental right to an abortion into federal law. Every American is going to see where every senator stands on protecting one of the most important rights a woman has regarding her own body. I want to be clear. This week's vote is not an abstract exercise. This is as real and as high stakes as it gets. And Senate Republicans will no longer be able to hide from the horror they've unleashed upon women in America. There you go. It's coming. He is right. But it's a matter of will they care? At this point, they don't care how their name is going down in the history books. Because yeah, there, wo- there won't be do. history books left. <laughs> They're all going to be burned. <laughs> That's why, yeah. Oh, God. They'll be banned. Uh, now, a Virginia school board proposed a rule that could out students to their parents. The provision is scheduled to be discussed at a board meeting today. Last month, a state bill was signed requiring schools to tell parents about sexually explicit content. And finally, Queen Elizabeth II is suffering from episodic mobility problems and will not attend the opening of Parliament Buckingham Palace announced today. Instead, Prince Charles will appear in her place tomorrow and deliver a speech with his son, Prince William, in attendance. And the 96-year-old monarch recently celebrated the 70-year mark of her time on the throne. Yeah. That's a long time to be ruling. Totally. That was what's trending this hour. She's not, you know, letting go anytime soon. Uh, What's happening in entertainment news? So as we were talking about earlier, we love love and tis the season for weddings. Congratulations to Ross Matthews and Dr. Wellington Garcia, who are officially married. The two said, I do at the Almar Resort Luxury LGBT Beachfront experience in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico this past Saturday in front of an audience of 110 guests. Now, plenty of celebrities took to the comment section of Dr. I almost said Dr. Ross of Ross Matthews Um, Instagram. Chelsea Handler said, yay, look at you two. Congratulations. Garcelle Bouvet from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills said, congrats, my friend. So happy for the both of you. And Gwyneth Paltrow simply said, congrats to you two. Now, what I find most funny about this is they have initially invited 130 people and they expected only 50 to show up because it was a destination wedding. But instead, like I mentioned, 110 people showed up and guess who their celebrity flower girl was oh uh, you probably won't be able to guess who it was she's an actress she starred in charlie's angels and she has her own talk show drew drew is the yes drew barrymore was the flower girl and it happened because ross appeared on drew barrymore's show and kind of made a joke like a quip about you know her being the flower girl and she said sure and here we are months later and so congratulations to ross matthews and his husband dr garcia Okay. Well, I think af- he's a doctor. Why do I keep wanting to throw a doctor in here? I no, it is. is. He is a doctor. Yeah. He is a doctor. After this, uh, Char <laughs> says so. What does Char say today? We're talk- <laughs> Listen, we're talking the sticky, sticky, sticky nuances of how empaths can sometimes be narcissists just with a bow on top. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. All righty. It's time for Char says so. And you know... Shira, yeah. you and I often have woo-woo-woo episodes of, uh-huh. of Let's Go There. And woo-woo-woo, for those of you who don't know, it speaks to the spiritual and the emotional. And we kind of bond over that. And we both kind of brand ourselves as empaths, right? Yeah. I mean, I dealt with a situation over the weekend that was very empathic, where someone was going through someone, 
something. I Sorry. was about to say, damn. Someone's going through something. <laughs> <laughs> something. Was, uh, it was a, the first, the first Mother's Day for this person. Okay. And I could see she was having a hard time. She didn't need to say anything. I hugged her. And literally, I said, I'm going to stay with you right now. And she said to me after the fact, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you're the, o- f- the only person, the first person to ask me how I was doing today and to see that I needed support. Wow. And so I do think, like, for me, that goes back to just emotional intelligence, just, like, yes. really getting a sense of, like, someone's vibe. And showing up for the people how you'd want them to yeah. show up for you. Which, by the way, check out my interview. Have you watched my interview on my Instagram? Which one? No. It's the most latest. Okay. It's the latest square. Okay. I, it's for Mental Health Awareness Month. Oh. I did it for Archie. Okay. Uh, well, with Archie. Nevertheless, so I came across a fascinating article about someone suggesting, this is Lily Hale on Medium, suggesting how empaths are, in fact, narcissists in disguise. And I thought that this was fascinating because I think that everyone has narcissistic traits. Totally. But I don't think that everyone has empathetic traits. Mm. Like some people are just flat out narcissists incapable of showing empathy to anything or anyone. So in her list that she compiled off of a video that she watched, it says empaths feel and suspect envy. Empaths are difficult to fool. Empaths can never be lied to. Empaths know when something is wrong, sense negativity and hatred, feel a sense of discrimination, know when someone is in the wrong direction, dislike sweet talk, sense pretension, and, you know, spot exploitation, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the traits of an empath seem to match the symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder on DSM-5. So uh, uh, for that, it's a grandiose sense of self-importance, a preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Wow, that is certainly me. A belief that he... A, a, a girl can dream. Okay, a girl can... Shout out to... That's why I said shout out to Wanda, if you all have not seen the Doctor Strange movie. Um, a sense of entitlement and lack of empathy, et cetera, et cetera. So, Shira, I have to ask you, some of this stuff, of course, has a Venn diagram because the entire human experience is so nuanced and yeah. we're all capable of everything, oh, I yeah. venture to say. Two truths can exist. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that empaths are narcissists in disguise? Because I disagree. So here's the thing. I think that... Well, maybe I'm being narcissistic saying <laughs> I know who I am. Don't tell me who I am. I'm right. You're wrong. Okay? Right. <laughs> so I think that we could use empathy as an excuse for a lot of behaviors, right? Including possibly not seeing someone's side, right? You could say, oh, I feel this way. But like you're almost like not letting someone just explain how they feel. You need to create assumptions. I know. Like, you don't know everything. You don't. Right? You have to you only allow... know your truth. Yeah, exactly. You need to let someone, even if you get a vibe, let someone speak for themselves. Yeah. Right? That's a narcissistic trait, to speak for someone else saying, oh, I know how you feel. Like, oh, I'm an empath, so I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. No, actually, you don't. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then also, it it allows you to rationalize saying, like, maybe not take accountability for your feelings. When you say, I got a bad vibe from you. You you set it up. You did this. You did that. It's all about you. Instead of saying, you get to take a bit of accountability. Literally talk about this in the video. you feel. And also how that is a projection. And we also have to take accountability for the stories that we sometimes create and tell ourselves about other people. And especially as to why people do the things that they do and say the things that they do. 
they say because you don't know. And I also want to caution people. You only know. We can't go around psychoanalyzing everyone. And you only know what people choose to share with you. Even if you think you know everything. You don't. You know what they choose to share with you. So be cautious as you all move forward. Especially those of you who label yourselves empaths. Take a step back. Take a beat. And maybe examine some things. But like you said, Shira, this comes with... Uh, emotional intelligence. Yeah, and, and just experience in life and therapy. I think having perspective, saying to someone who's not always going to agree with you, yeah, to say, hey, this is coming up for me. Am I crazy? Like, what is your take on this? And for them to give you a great, unbiased opinion mm-hmm. that will not just always agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, coming up, speaking of toxic relationships and questionable ones, the whole Depp Heard trial, they're on a break this week, but we have a psychologist joining us, a relationships expert, to talk about how to notice if you're in a toxic relationship and what to do about it. The signs after this. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Uh, The Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation trial is on a scheduled week-long break after, of course, we witnessed to some the witnesses and really crazy stories the te- uh, that people were testifying last week. So I think and we all the need week a before break. That. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like it is. It is wild and very unfortunate, and it's bringing up a lot of stuff for I think everyone, including those who have been in abusive relationships. So we wanted to get into one like, where does a professional think they both stand in terms of this? Like. Is it possible to know who is in the wrong from hearing these things? And then also, how how do we know if you're like you're in a mm-hmm. toxic relationship or in an abusive relationship? So joining us right now is Darlene Lancer, who's uh, the author of Codependent Dependency for Dummies, Dating, Loving, and Leaving a Narcissist 2, a new book, Essential Tools for Improving or Leaving a Narcissistic Relationship, and is a tr- uh, marriage and family therapist. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me because so many people don't recognize they're in an abusive relationship. Yep. Uh, people, there's a lot of myths about abuse that it involves physical violence, which isn't uh, necessarily true, that abusers are easy to spot, and that's not necessarily true, um, or that you're weak or poor, uneducated uh, if you're abused. Um, and that usually it's behind closed doors, so other people um, don't know about it. And verbal abuse can leave scars and trauma, even though it's not physical. So it's important not to isolate, because people, if they've been a victim of abuse, often feel humiliated, and that's because the abuser has a lot of shame underneath and that includes addicts. I wrote a book about shame, too, so it all ties together. And they transfer their, their shame by blaming the, the victim. So they don't want to take responsibility, and then it eats away at your own self-esteem. And it's harder to leave an abusive relationship than a healthy one, because outsiders will say, well, just leave. You know, even <laughs> sometimes... A person is physically abused and there's violence. Averages seven times they go back before they actually leave. And verbal abuse is even more difficult. And a lot of times, yeah, 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 a lot of times the partner loves the abuser Mm, because it's not that way all the time. Other people don't realize that. 
Thank you for sharing all that. So what do you think first about what has been going on in this trial? Because it seems just like it was just a mess all around from both sides, but it's really hard to know. And it's unfortunate because it's now being made into this like public circus. Right. Well, it's a toxic relationship. And I think they've both been abusive. The, uh, Johnny Depp has to prove that he's innocent. He doesn't have to prove her guilty. It just kind of confuses everything. It's going to be up to a jury to decide. But he lost a trial in England to News Group when he sued them for liable, and they found that there was a substantial evidence to support a statement that he was a wife beater. And wow. the burden of proof is um, harder here than it is in England. So um, I don't know the outcome. It's going to be up to the jury. Yeah. But there's and, – and he admits that he's had trouble staying clean and sober. And when you look at the statistics, when there's been violence, uh, about 55% of the time it involved alcohol. And if he was using coke – Percentages even higher, 80% of victims of abuse, there was uh, cocaine involved. So Wow. That's, you know, I know that, you know, things when it comes to, like, narcissistic abuse, they can be so insidious and so nuanced. What are some, like, red flags or, like, telltale signs that people can look out for if they happen to find themselves in a harmful romantic relationship? Or even platonic well, relationship, really. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, abuse can be very subtle. A lot of people don't recognize manipulation Mm -hmm. when it happens, especially if they experience that from a parent, Mm -hmm. then it feels normal. But when your boundaries are crossed, when there's uh, the abuser tends to control, they like to control you, they can be very critical, and it can seem like harmless, but it builds up over time and eats away at your self-esteem. And they never want to take responsibility. They will always change the subject, put it on you. There's something called DARVO, where they deny, and then they attack, and then they reverse victim and offender. It's an acronym. I've never heard of that, but I'm going to put that in my little uh, word bank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So pay attention. Trust your feelings. Trust Uh your experience because they will try to undermine that. And typically, partners with abusers already have low self-esteem, and then it's made worse. And so they tend to absorb uh, blame and guilt. They end up apologizing all the time. Uh, so that those are some signs. And a narcissist particularly wants a lot of attention, uh, they want to be in control. They have the power in the relationship. Yeah. And they prioritize power, and they'll sacrifice the relationship to be on top, to get it. And their partners and loved ones will prioritize the relationship and sacrifice themselves to keep it. Ooh. So it's not a two-way street. So if you feel like your partner doesn't empathize with your feelings, like he or she always has to have their way. If they're hypercritical, those are signs that you might be with a narcissist or just an abuser. You know, don't worry about the definition and and the symptoms because if you're being abused, that's enough um, 
of a signal to you that yeah. you need help. Uh, wow. Yeah, so and sometimes just step away. You're not going to necessarily get them to understand or to be on your side because they won't get that they're that person. Mm-hmm. Also, well, thank you so much, Darlene Lancer, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for the opportunity to inform people. Yeah, you can check out her book, Dating, Loving, and Leaving a Narcissist, Essential Tools for Improving or Leaving a Narcissistic Relationship, out now. But coming up after this, Mercury Retrograde is here, and there's a, a, a restaurant chain has a food deal. For those who are into Mercury Retrograde, next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. You know, Mercury Retrograde isn't just for the hippy dippies anymore. <laughs> Even McDonald's is jumping in on astrology. That's what? right. Mickey D's, which I don't give a lot of attention to because I'm not really, I don't support their practices of food, their food practices. I don't think they p- produce good, you know, obviously healthy food yeah. um, or support the did you see the old, industries. You know, did you see the old McDonald's menu that's been circulating from the early 90s? Every mm, meal was like yeah. literally under $3. Oh, that's pretty and people cool. were like, this is what our parents were tripping over. Well, you know, it's a yeah. famous, you know, they say black mamas are like, do you have McDonald's money? Mom, <laughs> can we have McDonald's? Do you have McDonald's money? And it's like. Meals were three dollars, but they're cheap, and they still listen. And the food quality was arguably are. better back then, and now it's like now uh, it's not so good. Hopefully, they're going to be making some changes. They have salads and healthy options, mm, but I only uh, go for the nuggets if I ever go. Well, now they're doing this celestial and astral. Astro- oh my god, <laughs> astrological change for Mercury, Mercury retrograde. They're offering McDonald's inspired readings tomorrow. Someone up in their marketing had to like. They tapped do into something. an open market. Something is going on. Because you know who isn't doing this? Their competitors Arby's, Wendy's, Burger King, so listen, and the rest of the girls. They didn't tap into this market. Listen to this. In a statement, they said fans need to comment with their name and zodiac sign on Madam Adam's TikTok or Instagram posts announcing the Mercury retrograde deal they have. Now, who the hell is Madam Adam? I don't like, it's so weird that they did this. Like, so she has, she's smart. She got in with McDonald's. <laughs> and they now, have like, Ronald McDonald's sisters. Are there Ronald- will be TikTok live readings at this event, 6 oh. p.m. Eastern Tuesday. And this Madam Adam will randomly select a lucky few Do to we receive know Madam custom Adam's readings. I don't because know. That's Madam what they're called. Adam is, is, so this is McDonald's basically tapping into 14-year-old uh, eighth graders because that's who's going to be on TikTok getting their tarot cards read as or, they, you as know they what? eat their quarter pounder with cheese. I have to admit, when I'm on TikTok, I get a lot of those astrology videos, tarot, all that. So I'm one of those people. You know what? Speaking of TikTok, because I know we got to go, I thought about you this past weekend because I had to be honest with myself and admit that TikTok is not for me. And what I mean when I say that is it gives me sensory overload. Uh I think I can do Instagram because it can be, as I'm scrolling, it's video, video, picture. Yeah. But just scrolling and it's just video, video, video. It's sensory overload for me. So I just don't think my spirit agrees with with TikTok. You just got to start watching and liking and commenting on specific types of videos. And then that becomes all the videos that you get. cute, cute men that I like. Like okay, well, TikTok that's your, I, th- you're getting sensory overload. <laughs> exactly. In every way. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Welcome back and stick around for more music coming up right here on Channel Q. It's Shira. Shar is filling in for Ryan today and tomorrow. Yep, yep. We're having a lot of fun here. We getting are. deep already on a Monday. Yep. And we're the getting... The day after Mother's <laughs> Day. <laughs> yes, 
actually, we didn't even touch on that. We're a bit early coming into the hour. So before we get into the headlines, what I was going to say is like that can be a very triggering day. For yeah, a lot of people. people. I know people whose mothers are no longer, you know, physically yeah. present and people who are estranged from their mom. I got to say, I have a great relationship with my mother. But yesterday was a bit overkill for me. Yeah. And granted, yeah, I've, I've had 34 Mother's Days. This is my 34th. <laughs> But and your mom deserves as many, and she, of as course, she, you know. But yesterday yep. just felt, it just felt ugh online. Am I being curmudgeon-y for this? Like Not it just was inescapable. A... I get it. I saw the essays, the collages. It just was a lot for me <laughs> yeah. yesterday, and I was like, "Am I being a stick in the mud?" I don't know. Well, and then also for people who have fertility issues, like, yeah, Mother's Day can be very heavy. Yeah, and Mother's Day, I mean, the lead-in was Roe versus Wade. (laughs) And the leak. The leak with the Supreme Court. That was the lead-in. But even still, it just felt, I don't know, social media is already so performative. But it was something about Mother's Day yesterday that just really just had me rolling my eyes. So I stayed off of social media. I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Okay. And I prepped for today's show and took myself to a movie. Good for you. Yeah. You set boundaries for yourself. If you're feeling like something's not right for you, if you're not into it, step away. Don't, you know, stay on and complain and just doom scroll. Yeah. Mm -mm, That's not good for you. Read a book. I'm reading Viola Davis's book and Tarana Burke's book right now at the same time. Oh. That's good. I, I'm reading uh, Jay Shetty's book, oh. How to Be... I just recently became a fan one. of his. Like, he yeah. came up on a on a YouTube suggestion, and I ended up watching one he's of his podcasts. Think Like a Monk. He's so cute, too. He's good, and he speaks those, so well. Those piercing Everything. blue eyes yeah, he, or gray eyes or whatever. He makes it work. Like, does he have a brother? <laughs> I know he's married. He like, literally is married to a woman that looks exactly like him. <laughs> <laughs> great looking couple. You know, they say that's what the gays do. Yeah, I think everyone, in a way, sometimes you might look at your partner and you start looking alike. At after any rate, a while, I mean, that happens with dogs, dog owners. Oh, yeah. You start looking like your dog totally. after a while, yeah. Uh, so check out some of those books. Read yeah. a book. Uh, we are debunking wellness fads in 30 minutes, including activated charcoal. More on if that works with Dr. <laughs> James Simmons. Plus, updates on Britney Spears' wedding and the tear report in a moment. Let's get into some what's trending this hour, though, right now. An Alabama law that makes it a felony to provide gender-affirming medical treatment to trans youth went into effect on Sunday while a federal judge weighs whether to grant a a motion to put a temporary hold on it. The legislation makes it a crime punishable by up to 10 years in prison to provide puberty blockers, hormones, and medical procedures to trans youth under 19. Which also, you're not a youth inherently if it's your 19. It's like 18 and younger. I mean... If you're 18, you're considered an adult. Yeah, I mean, at 19, you know, you're talking about the trans thing, right? Yeah. 19, puberty's already come and gone. Exactly. The whole point of having affirmative health care is to make sure yeah. that you can lead the life that you want to for yes. the foreseeable future, sweetie. So Governor Kay Ivey had signed the bill on April 8th, and another law in Arkansas was blocked by the courts last year before it could go into effect as well. Moving on to New York, where Mayor Eric Adams seems to be bringing health to this city. Yeah, you know, and I say this all the time, jokingly, I'm the broccoli mayor. You know, people are not going to appreciate me until later when they see how far ahead our administration is on what food is doing to us. Not only to our body, but it's doing to our planet. And, you know, sometimes this is an unpopular conversation and, you know, people ridicule, they laugh, they joke, they call me names and, you know, I got it. But retrospectively, retrospectively, people are going to look back on this and they're going to realize how forward thinking it is. 
I do appreciate Mayor Girl. Adams here because you know he is uh, a plant-based eater. He's like vegan, vegan-ish. He just sometimes I was going to say, wasn't he fish. dipping in the fish? Yes, he uh-huh. says sometimes fish. But his nutrition efforts include vegan Fridays in public schools and incentives for grocery stores to stock healthy foods. I think this is really important. There are food deserts and places. Right. Where, so you need to build the grocery well, store yeah. first. What difference does it make if you're going to have, well, hopefully you that, know, you healthy know, that, foods in Tribeca? Well, my hope is that <laughs> it's he's implementing this in places. In the Bronx? Have been, been, <laughs> wouldn't have had this. I have That'd to say, this is a thing. great initiative, but I cannot stand this man. I literally de- detest this man. He just gets on my nerves. Everything that comes out of his mouth gets on my nerves. But this is a great initiative. Yes. And uh, finally... Three Americans who died last week at a Sandals resort in the Bahamas were from Tennessee and Florida, and scientists and investigators are working to determine their causes of death. This is according to the Island Nation's police commissioner. A pathologist is going to conduct autopsies today. Foul play is not suspected in the Mm. deaths as well. So and they the, died of, yeah. there were some convulsions. I have my theories. Uh, I this was is watching, one of those mysteries. I was watching it unfold on Good Morning America this morning, and I, I was like, oh, I got my theories. I think it's down to one to two things. Do you want to hear them? Sure. I think it has something to do with either carbon monoxide or fentanyl. Yep. But it, it was reported that the one of the couples were, were like at urgent care on the island like the night before. They were complaining of like... Oh. not feeling well. So who knows? I'm I'm waiting to see with bated breath. I am immersed in this and I'm a true crime girl, but like it's just so random and Sandals is a nice resort. What's They're going on? Issues, and yeah. the fact that it's just four people, you know? I was thinking it's if really strange. There were carbon monoxide, it would have knocked out the whole resort. Would it have not? Well, no, if it's in one room though. If it's there's an issue in one room. Oh. Maybe they were in a I don't know, their own little suites. It's Yeah. Well we will see. We, we will see. we'll know by Friday. <laughs> Maybe someone poisoned them. Yeah. You just never know. You never know. Okay, just be careful out there. Wherever you're traveling. That was what's trending this hour, what's happening in entertainment news. Who I have to say, you know, as we were getting ready for this show, I've showed you and producer Jesse Child. I'm just so tired of Britney Jean Spears. I love Britney <laughs> Jean Spears. I know that's a cardinal sin to say on a on a uh, queer radio station. I do love Britney, a big fan, but th- some of those Instagram Instagram posts with nothing but the little heart emoji covering her her uh she's having the time of <laughs> well nevertheless Britney Spears and Sam Asgari who's her fiance they're one step closer to walking down the aisle you know what I just found out that Sam her fiance is 28 did you know that he's the same age as Ryan he's a baby he's 28 Britney's 40 the four-year-olds and the 28 year olds it seems like also uh also Kim Kardashian yeah 40 something and and Pete Yep. I wonder if I'm going to... Well, I guess we've got to cross that bridge in six years when I'm 40. Wow. Okay. Nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, so Sam took to Instagram and said, Happy Mother's Day to my soon-to-be queen. And he said, he went on to say, Also, the big day has been set. But he also noted, but no one will know. Nobody will know until the day after. So it's like, why tease us like this? Why why even say it? Why not just get married and then let us find out the day after? But I mean, I'm happy for these two. He seems to be consistent in his life. Yeah. I mean, in her life. Do you think that Sam Asgari, because there's still some people that are squinting at him. They, they don't know if he's in it for real or if he's, you know. Well, because there are some questions, and maybe you know this a bit more around it wasn't the prenup, but like how much he gets paid per month. Wasn't there something yeah. that came up around that? He gets. 
Uh, and it makes sense if you're taking care of Britney Spears, you're not really working as much that, yeah. she, you know, you'll be under her budget. Right. I'm just glad she's got somebody by her side. I just hope that this ain't no mess. If well, you know what I mean. That's what I'm mean. saying. Or he's just in it for the money and then he's going to peace out when going yeah. gets tough. Uh, well, I mean, she's pregnant now. So he, and now he's had he's more set. legal obligations. I was going to say he's set in the name of Kevin Federline. Uh, nevertheless, well, we we believe in love, Brittany. We did, were you attracted? Do you think Kevin Federline's cute? Were you attracted to him in that era? Because I was. You were. And I should mention his first baby mama's name Char. Oh, Char J. She's another Char okay. J. Char Jackson, star of Moesha. I'm Char Jocelyn. No yeah, that's his first. Oh God. Yeah, I think he has two kids with her, two kids with Brittany, and then two kids with someone else. That's the T report for this hour. I got more coming up for you next hour, so stick around. Well, next up, uh, this woman just discovered tiny dots on her skin. Not like freckles like you would think, Uh but something else. Some of the warnings of what could be blood cancer next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Well, we are back. More music coming up here on Channel Q. Again, it's Shira and Shar filling in for Ryan on the show. Hello, hello. And we are continuing to talk about, you know, toxic relationships. Of course, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp's trial Thankfully on break. We need a break from that madness this Mm -hmm. week. Uh, So we're going to talk more about how to know if you're in an abusive relationship. The subtle signs. That's in 30 minutes. Plus, a Wonder Years star who's in trouble right now. Shara's got the tea. Very disappointing. Yep. Let's get into so much trending this hour, though, right now. New York Attorney General Letitia James announced legislation to increase funding to abortion providers and to support the influx of people traveling from out of state for abortion services. We're here today to announce new legislation to protect and expand access to abortion. This new bill, sponsored by uh, State Senator Cordell Clear and Assemblymember Jessica Gonzalez Rojas, will create a dedicated state program that will give financial resources to abortion providers in our state. And these funds will help New Yorkers who need financial support to seek abortions. And it will also provide and support the influx of individuals who have and will continue to come to New York from other states to seek abortions. Meanwhile, on the other side of the spectrum, Governor Bill Lee from Tennessee uh, signed a bill towards the end of last week increasing criminal penalties for anyone distributing abortion medication through telehealth or mail amid the U.S. Supreme Court's contemplation of ending nationwide abortion rights. The bill prohibits any distribution of abortion medication except when prescribing is done in person by a physician. The physician is not required to monitor a patient during or after taking the medication except for the follow-up appointment within two weeks. And if approved by lawmakers, or actually, sorry, it was approved by lawmakers this year, it also makes it a Class E felony, punishable by a fine of up to $50,000 if that procedure is not followed. Mm. Just making it more and more complicated, of Mm. course, to get the medication needed and to make the choice needed. Now let's move on to the New York Times, and this is also connected to our previous story because they removed the word fetus from Wordle, the popular game it acquired this year. They cited the debate over women's reproductive rights after it emerged that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to allow states to ban abortion entirely. The newspaper changed the word a few days ago to keep the game, as they said, distinct from the news, if I just that's wonder, possible. I was about to say, I wonder, of all words, why all this hullabaloo over the word fetus? Like, of all words they can remove, like, the news is constantly rotating. Like, I guess it was more just, like, with the timeliness, like, a bit triggering, just to put the word Does fetus. Wordle, like, refresh their words weekly or something? I think it's, no, it's daily. Oh, it's daily. Yeah, okay. it's a daily word. See, I didn't know, I've never played, so I didn't know. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. So you can see it's just like maybe not the right time. And, yeah. and, and who wants to guess the word fetus? It's yeah. a weird word. Yeah. I mean, it'd be fun to watch people guess. I mean, when you look at the vowels in that word, like where does everything go? Yeah, and uh, or the A word. Hey, it's like, would they ever put the abortion word, right? No. Like stuff like that they probably are not going to do. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with them doing that and just deciding not to trigger everyone in their word or wordle community. Yeah. We're already triggered enough. Well, that was What's Trending This Hour, What's Happening in Entertainment News. Shira, I gotta say, did you grow up watching The Wonder Years? I did. Are Winnie... You- are you watching the reboot right no. now? The reboot is so good. I watched the original, and I also am watching the reboot right now with the black folks. It's good. I've, it I've is, been they enjoying did a good it. Job? Don Cheadle is the voice. Nice. It's, it's good. I'm enjoying it. Well, nevertheless, Fred Savage has been fired from ABC's The Wonder Years reboot following multiple multiple complaints of misconduct in his role as the executive producer and director. Now, ABC is saying, recently we were made aware of allegations of inappropriate conduct by Fred Savage and its policy as an investigation was launched. Upon its completion, the decision was made to terminate his employment as executive producer and director of The Wonder Years. Now, I should mention, this is not the first time. Back in 2018, actress Allie Mills said that she was on the original Wonder Years. She was the mom. Did you know that? It was canceled after a former... uh, a former costume designer filed a sexual harassment lawsuit against Savage, who was then 16. No way! And his fellow co-star, Whoa. Jason Hervey, who was 20. You know, Jason Hervey starred as his brother. Um, also, Fred Savage, I guess, had a show called The Grinder. This was back in 2015. And a female crew member um, accused him of attacking and harassing her. So this is like... It's one of those disappointing things. I should mention before I go on that Savage calls these allegations completely without merit and absolutely untrue. But I got to say where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, season one of The Wonder Years is currently airing, but season two has yet to be announced that they're going to to get it. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of disappointing. This is something that you, again, don't you know expect from someone. But where there's smoke, there's fire. This is your third allegation. Yeah, and it started when you were complaints. 16. Yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah. Like, and I want them to get specific. I wish people uh, got specific when these mm. allegations. Sometimes I wanna that read... could be a lot for the the victim. Like, they don't want those that public. They're, they're okay. okay with just the fact that That it makes happened. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, get them out of here. We're not tolerating that. Bye. Well, next up, I was going to make a joke about Wonder Years. Like, no more wondering about his you know, about his years. his years. I wonder what his brother Ben Savage thinks of this. You know Boy Meets World? I remember that. Yeah. Did they show that in Canada? Did I meet him once? Anyway, yes. We, I'm sure Yeah, TGIFs. We always saw that show. Coming up next, Biden's three choices. If it's going to happen on student loans. Are you ready? Because we've got you covered next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We're wrapping up the show as we always do with our Yaz Queen of the Day. Yes, Queen. Oh, that was a good one. We didn't even need a sound effect. <laughs> I tried. This one goes to an Alabama group who's helping black trans and gender non-conforming people access the resources they need to thrive amid, of course, as we know, the waves of legislative attacks that are happening here in the state and in the country. A shout out to the Knights and Orchid Society, TKO Society, based in Selma, Alabama. Ooh. Yeah. And the group service area reaches wide across the state. Uh, it's 
of course, only May, and already we're on track to uh, set a record for the number of anti-LGBT plus. Yeah, and Alabama just uh, passed the most violent one to date, the most mm. harmful date uh, law to date re- uh, regarding trans people. So, so it's needed more than ever before, unfortunately, and they have been especially critical as lawmakers restrict the ability for trans youth to access the medical care they need and as we all describe as life-saving. So check out this organization. Go support what they're doing. Please. Yeah, the Knights and Orchids Society. And I love that this is in Selma. Selma was a bedrock for the civil rights movement in the 60s. You know, there was a march on Selma. Martin Luther King spent a lot of time in Selma, Alabama. So and, uh, there's a film titled Selma by Ava DuVernay. Uh, yes. And they're continuing to lead Starring the Oprah. way. Uh, they're a provider of a spectrum of health and wellness services for the community. And according to Christina Nicholson, the communications director, they said, uh, my motto for years has been nurturing through non-traditional care because the health and wellness services that we offer are unique to the community that we serve, which is mostly trans residents of Alabama and surrounding states. So they provide primary medical care, hormone replacement therapy, gender-affirming medical medical care, peer support, regular HIV and STI testing and treatment, and endocrinology services. So this is like amazing stuff. Again, TKO Society, that's what we're talking about in Alabama. Shout out to you for this. And, and hopefully there are others out there because it's needed yeah, very much right scary, now. It's scary, scary times. This is a glimmer of hope, though. But that's the yes, queen. Yeah. Yes, Queen. <laughs> there you go. Some Ryan here on the show. And that does it for our show today. We're back tomorrow weekdays here live on Channel Q2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. On tomorrow's show, so much going on. We've got uh, a musician, X Ari, coming on to talk about Mental Health Awareness Month and as a member of the queer community, what she's up to. Okay. Uh, we are going to be talking about the latest around abortion rights and what's happening in Congress and that vote with The Washington Post and what's what Target is doing for Pride. Mm. That is tomorrow. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app or where podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. Thanks as always to Shar for filling in. Thanks for having me. Yes, check her out at Shar Says So. Anything else? Check out my latest interview. Literally, go to my Instagram. There's an interview that I did. It's 20 minutes long. You will not regret it. Shar Says So. S-H-A-R-S-A-Y-S-S-O. Okay, you heard her. <laughs> we are sending you love and light. And I love us for real. Yes. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night and stick around for Love Line with Dr. Chris right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Thank <laughs> you.